I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. You know, we have to apologize. It has been difficult to find some consistency in our schedule lately. Rather, it's Brock having baseball games twice a week, plus maybe two football practices a week and a football game, and then Trey having three practices, uh, Harper having a practice, and, uh, and everything. It just feels like more nights than not, it is difficult. And because of that, which is totally okay, I'm glad we do activities and stay active, and that you guys stay involved. Use your bodies, it's fun. However, we probably may have to just start figuring out how to do these recordings in like 10 minutes max. We still are making sure that we are preserving time for the word of the Lord, you know? Besides, I mean, we, you know, besides our prayer and everything, but... Uh, it is good. We are in the middle of 2 Kings chapter 8. In the previous chapter, it was actually really a fitting chapter because it was really funny. I, I start off the last episode talking about how I was sick and I was I was needing an answer from the Lord. In the end, we, we stopped with the lesson that, uh, remember, the king uh, or the would-be king took matters into his own hands by killing his master and becoming king, like Elisha said would happen, I was telling you guys that the takeaway is to be patient and wait on the Lord. Wait on good things to come in their time, in their season. And it's funny that I would end with that, and I would start that same message talking about this frustration of wanting to be healthy now. Right? The the Spirit uh, reveals the Word to us, and I just think it's interesting, and the lesson for me was... Just wait on the Lord. Be patient. Wait on the Lord. Trust Him. This is not the end. This is just a little phase. And there will be a season of great health coming. Just wait. Don't go chasing after sin to make you feel better. What sin offers... I say it like this all the time. It just doesn't hold up to what it always, what it promises. It never really holds it up. You never leave just feeling like, I feel peaceful after that. I feel good about that. I want to keep doing that. You know? I mean, it's... Uh, it always has a, a loss associated with it. All right, verse 16. In the fifth year of Jeram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, when Jehoshaphat was king of Judah. How long is he going to live for? What happens is these stories intertwine. In one person's story, it may intertwine with Jehoshaphat. And then another person tells a different story that starts off 
back from the time before the last story ended and then catches up, right? So it, it sometimes we're hearing the same period over, and then sometimes it, the person's name is more than one person where could have been named that. Does that make sense? So Jehoshaphat began his reign. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, as the house of Ahab had done, for he married a daughter of Ahab. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, for the sake of his servant David, the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah. He had promised to maintain a lamp for David and his descendants forever. Verse 20. In the time of Jehoram, Edom rebelled against Judah and set up its own king. Jehoram, Jehoram went to Zaire, Zaire with all his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he rose up and broke through by night. His army, however, fled back home. To this day, Edom has been in rebellion against Judah. Libna revolted at the same time. Okay, a little history lesson going on here. And here we go. Remember, we are in the book of Kings. As for the other events of Jeroham's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Judah? Jehoram rested with his fathers and was buried with them in the city of David, and Ahaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the twelfth year of Jeroham, son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, son of Jeroham, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. Okay, get this. He's twenty-two years old. Do you guys think that's a good age to be given that much power? No. What do you think? No. In most cases, no. We just watched that whole deal on TV about a person who got too much power, too much fame, too much money at almost the same age, right? When you have a lot of resources before you're mature enough to know exactly what to do with them and you're still susceptible to some of the just poor decisions that you make in your youth it's like all of a sudden a poor decision that you might make if you were a poor person maybe you spend a night in jail over that decision maybe you lose your job over that decision maybe something like that but when you have resources and power and influence and you make that same bad decision because of how much worse of an outreach you can have and how many, how many lies you can tell to try and cover up what you did and just the extent to which you can do bad, it grows so much that those that same moment of weakness can all of a sudden, forget about losing your job, you could be put in prison. You could die. You know, so when you're young, especially when you're a young man, you know, 18, you leave home and you think, gosh, I'm... I'm ready to go live my own life. I'm tired of listening to my parents' rules. Listen, I understand what that is. That at some point, you are a man. And you need to be your own man. And go be learn how to be self-sufficient. Right? That's an important part of life. But just understand that the rules that have been constructed around you have all been constructed out of love. They haven't been set up because we don't want you to have fun. They haven't been set up because we don't want you to experience something. They've been constructed out of love. And sometimes the ones that have been constructed 
with the most emphasis? We're done so because me and your mom have been through that age. We know how hard it can be to make the right decision. We know how easy it can be to go down the path of darkness or sin or impatience or anger or lust. And so we erect walls to try and help you, guide you, and keep you from making decisions that are not good for you. So when you get out of the house, I get, I understand that yearning to want to go be your own man, you know, and want to be, want to go experience life, want to go do it your way. That's all good, right? Just remember when you are young when you leave the home, your parents are still good for giving guidance and their rules are sometimes things you should still keep doing in your life. I remember I broke a rule that we had in my house when I was maybe 19, 20 years old and I started living. I was out of the house and uh, and I started living with a friend. I made some decisions that were against what my mom and Victor would have told me to do. And they did. They told me that what they thought I was doing was wrong, that that was no way to live, and that I should take care of that situation. You know what? At the time, I disagreed with them. You know why? Because I was young, I was smart, I was capable. I didn't. I felt like I was invincible, and I didn't need their advice. I could do what I wanted. I could live how I wanted. You know what happened? About a year or two later, I did exactly what they said. Because I lived my own way for that year or two and realized they're trying to help me. They're trying to love me. They're trying to keep me set up on a path towards the Lord. They're not trying to keep me from having fun. They're not trying to keep me from enjoying life. Does that make sense? And as you guys get older, I'll be a little bit more specific about what that is. Sound good? Starting again in verse 26. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother's name was Athaliah, a granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel. He walked in the ways of the house of Ahab and did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done, for he was related by marriage to Ahab's family. I feel like, um, because he was evil, he only lived... He only um, reigned for one year. That's right. And because he lived for one year, but he died somehow. He may have. It doesn't really say in this sense, does it? But I don't really know. I just think um, maybe Elisha said something that about that he something bad will happen and he will die. Well, let's just see. In verse 28, it says, Ahaziah went with Jeram, son of Ahab, to war against Haziel, king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Jeram, so King Jeram returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds of the Aramean that the Arameans had inflicted on him at Ramoth in his battle with Haziel, king of Aram. Then... Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to Jezreel to see Jeram, son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. And that is the end of the chapter tonight.
we'll pick it back up in chapter nine tomorrow. It's kind of a, a suspect place to leave it. It kind of leaves the, we want to know what happens next, right? Cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> Depend on you to give me the right word. So we'll leave you with a cliffhanger tonight. And just that thought that we talked about that, um, it is hard to understand as a kid, but just understand that um, when you know you have parents who love you, right? Not bad parents, but parents who love you. The advice they're giving you is literally the best thing they can think of to help you. That uh, it's always 100% accurate advice, but usually when it pertains to like areas of self-control, it usually is good advice. So just understand that the nature of the advice is love that will serve you well. We're not under the old law, but what does the old law say that children should do for their mother and father? Respect them. Yeah, respect, honor them. Honor your father and your mother. Again, we're not under the law, but understand that the law is written on our hearts. Right? Not being under it means that we're not subject to the penalty if we violate the law but that when we've called on Christ to be our Lord and the Spirit comes and lives inside of us there's a transition that happens in our hearts where his laws become really alive on our hearts and so that we should feel a continual push to want to honor our mother and our father with the way we live and the decisions we make good I love you, boys. Love you too. You guys are good kids. <laughs>